let's go ahead and get started. So one of the things that, that we talk about with RWB, and I think this is just important in life, is knowing your why. You know, some of you guys may have seen the Simon Sinek video where it's uh, um, people buy why you do something, not they don't buy what you do. Um, and I think most importantly is like, you're gonna encounter challenges at some point. Um, maybe you probably already have, you've been around for a little bit. And sometimes it's like really easy to say like, man, you know, I don't want to do this, this sucks, and just, you know, quit, whatever, walk away from it. But if you think about like, hey, okay, why am I actually here, you know, it can kind of help you get through some of those tough times. And that's just a life thing in general, you know, it's not necessarily with RWB, but. So one of the things that, uh, that we like to do, and we've been doing this for a couple years, is just sharing a little bit of our, our why. Um, and we'll ask you guys to give a brief version of, you know, why you got involved with RWB, why, or maybe why you're a part of leadership, or, or why you're here today. Um, any one of those is fine. Um, and then, you know, brief introduction, you know, your name, chapter, because I know we do have folks from, from different chapters, and your position. So, uh, but to tell you a little bit more about myself, um, I'll tell you a little bit more about my story. Let's see if this works. Oh, let me back up. Um, here, here's our agenda. It's the same stuff that we've posted before. We're going to do a couple uh, breakout sessions. Um, it's not just going to be death by PowerPoint. Like, really, we have like you know a handful of slides, but that's really just to keep us on track as to what we're going to cover. Um, we're not going to. I mean, really, like these first couple slides are about. It for what we're going to go through with PowerPoint. And it's pictures too, so. Um, Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> no crayon, though. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had lunch anyway, so I'm going to So, tell you guys a little bit about my background. Um, I spent most of my time on active duty in the 3rd Special Forces Group. Um, I was a Green Beret there. Um, had a great time. Um, you know, got to do a lot of amazing things, you know, training-wise, deployment-wise. Um, you know, it was just a, it was an amazing experience. I guess the best way to describe it is, um, it was lifetimes worth of experience in kind of a small, uh, small time frame. Um, and I'm super appreciative of this time. But um, you know, the picture on the left was um, during my last trip on active duty. One on the right is during during a reenlistment. Um, I still have that flag. There's still, I mean, this picture and that flag are something special to me. But um, you know, I did um, <clears throat> um, uh, let's see, you know, five deployments with my team, and then um, and this is a whole long story, and I can tell you guys off the side during break, whatever if you want to know, but. Um, you know, my, my time on the team was coming to an end, and I was going to have to go work the schoolhouse and train some guys up and that kind of thing. I just wasn't ready to, I, I didn't want to leave a team, you know. I just, I want to stay there. Um, like these people still mean the world to me, you know. Um, and um, so I decided to, um, you know, I really want to tell the story now because there's a whole lot of content. But I'm going to keep it short because we have some other more important things to cover. So, anyways, I got out um, 
Friday, I cleaned my stuff out of the team room. That Monday was Veterans Day. And that Tuesday, I started working the whole older job. Um, I was deploying still, you know, as a civilian, uh, still a part of uh, special operations. Um, and I did that for the next couple of years. Um, and it was, it was awesome. I got to see a lot of things from a guy's eye view, and I feel that I, in some ways, even contributed more to the greater good of the world in that job that I did on active duty. So, and I feel like, you know, I was putting in a lot on active duty just to give you kind of a, a reference. Um, so, um, life was really good, and um, I was like, you know what, um, I have crushed this whole transitioning out of the military thing. You know, I've been, been out of the military for a couple of years, and um, um, this, this is no big deal. But what the, the reality was is that um, I, even though I was out of the military, I really kind of wasn't. You know? <laughs> um, this is, uh, my son, he was born in 2012. Um, I mean, this is, he's like days old at this point, maybe. And um, so here I am being a civilian, but right after this, I'm getting ready to deploy. Um, so I really wasn't like, you know, at first I was still living in the same house that I was living in while I was on active duty. You know, um, I was still going to team parties with all my teammates. A lot of times when they were deployed, I was too, were in different places, but it was still, you know, kind of familiar, extremely familiar. Um, working with a lot of military people. But, um, you know, after that trip, I got back and, and that was it. I was done, you know. Um, that was, you know, I just had to do something where I could spend more time at home with my son. And, um, and doing what I was doing was not the answer for that, you know. So, but again, it was like, you know, I crushed this, you know, civilian, no big deal, you know, I've got this. Well, when I left that environment and I left that job and moved, you know, a thousand miles across the country, got back home to Texas, um, is really when I was starting to transition. And that's when things really got difficult. Um, I tried to get involved in, in other veteran organizations and uh, it just wasn't a good fit, you know. Um, <clears throat> And so I was just really trying to connect with the community and like, you know, meet some people like I knew nobody, right? And it was, it was really difficult. Um, and if you guys have been to College Station before, or if you're aware of College Station, you know, it's College Town. Um, you know, I can remember seeing a kid walking across the street, 18, 19 year old kid, you know, pajamas, going to Starbucks kind of thing. And some of you guys have heard me say this before, but like I was just so pissed about about that because this is what this town is catering to. This kid who's never he's not contributed anything to this community or for the world, you know, and doesn't know what's important. And this is what this whole town is catering to. And I was pissed. I was so bitter, you know. Um, it, it took me a long time to even just get over like the shame of that feeling that I had afterwards of like being so bitter about things, but, um, you know, I recognize, I mean, that's the freedoms that we have, you know, that, I mean, 
you want to walk and go get coffee in two in the afternoon in pajamas, you can do that, you know, or if you want to go in a suit and tie or whatever, you know. Um, and, but I didn't look at it through that lens at the time, right? So um, I was having a real hard time, um, you know, trying to, I mean, really, just like connect with the community, you know. Um, like I said, I wasn't working out with other veterans organizations. I was trying to, um, you know, I, I decided that, you know, this is, this is not my place. Like, the U.S. is not where I belong. I've spent so much time overseas, that is, that's where I fit, you know. I don't fit here. And so then I just started training to get back into shape to, to go back overseas. And, um, and it was difficult because, um, you know, I had done no self-care at this point. Um, any kind of self-care. Just ran really hard for about 10 years and then, um, you know, just was not taking care of myself. So all of that stuff was starting to catch up. Um, you know, physically and mentally, like I was just, I was just broken, you know, and it was, um, <clears throat> I was not the person that needed to go back overseas. Like I would not want to work with me overseas, right? Um, and so that was tough that, um, you know, it's like I can't be the person that I need to be, that I should be overseas. I don't fit in here stateside, you know, I have no place, like, and it's a shitty, shitty feeling to, you know, just feel like you don't belong anywhere. Um, and so it was, it was a really, really difficult time. Um, but um, does anybody know who Mike Irwin is? You guys yes. heard of that name? Who's Mike Irwin? The founder of RWB. Yeah, founder of RWB. So Mike Irwin was my battalion intel officer. So I'd known him from when I was on active duty. Um, and then at some point I got Facebook and I saw him like posting about this RWB thing, you know? And um, I was like, man, if, if Mike is posting about this, this has to be something that's good. And so I, I stood up and I was like, okay, this is what I wanna do. I wanna do RWB, this, this seems awesome. And at the time, there was only chapters, and um, the nearest chapters were Austin and Houston, which you know, it's just way too far to try and make it to any kind of consistent type of event. So I was like, man, you know, that's that's not working, you know. But it's kind of similar to what we have now. It's kind of a map function before on the website with flags that you could go back and look at and see where chapters at. Similar to what we have today. And I would check this thing to see, like, waiting for a flag to pop up in Bryan College Station. And um, it, just, it just wasn't happening. And then uh, one day I was hosting um, a firearms day where, you know, guys that came in from, you know, Houston, Austin, um, there's some folks from Bryan College Station. And uh, I see this dude wearing an RWB shirt. And... Um, uh, you know, I remember thinking, like, yes, RWB has finally come to Brian College Station. This is awesome. And so I go up and ask the guys, like, hey, man, I see the shirt, you know, like, are you part of the local chapter, that kind of thing? And he's like, I don't know, like, someone just gave me the shirt. I <laughs> so I was, you know, my dreams were crushed, you know, and I was like, oh, man. But, um, but, but the guy here on the left, um, his name is Mark. 
overheard the conversation, and he told me, he's like, hey man, there's another guy in town who's trying to start up a chapter, you know? He's like, let me link you up with him. And, um, and he did, and, um, you know, you can go back on Facebook and see when you're added to, um, to a Facebook group and, you know, who added you. And this is still super meaningful to me today, you know, to see that Mark added me on September 13th, 2013, because this was the turning point in my life, in my family's life, you know, because I was a shit person at the time and, and not in a good place. But I got added to the Facebook group and uh, went to the, the first event that we had. It was a social and uh, actually, the guy, one of the guys that I met at social, you know, I didn't see him for a while, and now he's back as, as the local chapter captain. But, um, but, but anyways, um, you know, um, I loved it, and this is what I, what I needed, you know. I, um, you know, got super involved, went to everything, um, and, you know, started volunteering initially as the veteran outreach director and then, and then the chapter captain. Um, but RWB, you know, why I got involved initially is still very similar today. Um, it gave me the things that we talk about when we talk about enrichment. You guys know that as part of our mission, you know, enriching veterans' lives. We define that with health, people, and purpose. You know, I got better shape, you know, I got healthy, you know, I was active. Um, I needed people, I needed a new team, you know, and I was able to connect with, with all these people and great people. And then it gave me purpose, you know, like an opportunity to serve again, um, serve in a leadership role, and serve the community. Um, so it gave me all those things, you know. I, I mean, I didn't show up at like the first event and say like, "Hey, I need help, people, and purpose." You guys have that kind of thing. You know? so that's not not what I was looking for. I had no idea I needed those things, but but those were exactly what I needed, and that's that's why you know I. I mean, I, I stayed with RWB, you know, maybe not consciously knowing that, but, um, and I still, I mean, a lot of those are still very similar, or, you know, like, I, I still need to be a part of a team, I still need to serve, I need that purpose, right? And, and the, the connection, um, and being active has, you know, because I was kind of in, like, a period of my life where I needed to work on some things before I could kind of really be active again, and... In that spot where I was not physically active, you know, it's, it's still considered to be super tough for me. Um, I had an injury um, at one point, and I was like bedridden for like two months, all that stuff. And um, the pain was intense, but just being stuck like that, the mental challenge of it was so hard for me. So, um, being being physically active is incredibly important for me, and I get to do that with uh, with RWB. Um, and I'm going to do that at Epic Eagle here down the road too, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so <clears throat> that's super important to me. I would say the only thing that's been added to my why is that I know how difficult that transition can be, right? And if I can help in some way that supports someone else transitioning out of the military, so they don't have to necessarily go through that tough of a time. And there's opportunities that are created for folks to get out and be active and get engaged. Then that's super meaningful for me um, because I, I know how rough that can be, and I want those opportunities to be there for others. Um, 
so that's uh, that's my story and, and my why. Um, and I think that should be. Oh, there's this last one. Um, I mean, these are just some some meaningful events to me. Uh, this was the top left one was actually up in um, uh, downtown Dallas, uh, doing rock, and then the one on the right, uh, Texas Independence Relay, which um, um, yes, super fun event, one of my favorite events. But um, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my story. We'll, we'll go around the room. Um, for y'all, I want you guys to do uh, a shorter version <laughs> than what I did, you know? Um, but uh, um, we're going to have Kathy and Guada go first, and then when it comes time for y'all, you know, again, it can be why you're a part of leadership, why you got involved with RWB, um, or, or why you're here today, and then again, position and chapter. Cool. And just ignore the slide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those of you that know me, I'm Kathy. I'm not going to stand for that light. <laughs> Chapter captain here in Dallas, Fort Worth. <coughs> Bear with me, I'm dealing with some bronchitis, so I'll try not to cough. Um, I've been doing this now, I've been in RWB for about four years now. Um, actually, I've been five years now. <laughs> I've been in leadership for about four years. Been doing the, uh, been a chapter captain now for about two and a half years. And my why started. I joined because I actually joined RWD because I had a friend who was an Army veteran and was having a hard time making friends. And I said, Hey, can you go to this with me? He's like, Absolutely. Um, I'm actually still here, and unfortunately, I think he's moved on. But I love the people. This has become my family. I have family that's four plus hours away, and you guys are, are my family. And for me, I have military throughout. Um, I'm not a veteran, I'm a civilian, but my brother is an Air Force veteran. I have a grandpa who has passed who Army, another veteran, um, grandpa who was Navy, and it goes throughout. I have a great uncle who is a POW MIA, so we still don't know where he's at. So that, one, that is kind of the reason why I choose this to give back. So that my brother didn't transition very well. And he still carries a lot of anger. Should still be in. <coughs> Sorry. For me, to give it a short why, I came into this having a lot of walls. A lot of very built-up walls. And abusive relationships. Some that I still kind of am working through. And for those relationships, this group kind of helped me break down those walls, break down the fact that I didn't need to carry all that with me and didn't need to carry my past. And through those abuse, I learned, even when I was in this group, that I had a broken neck from it. And that trauma carried, but I was able to move on and run first 5K all the way through my first marathon with the support of this group and the amazing people in it. And that is why this has become my family. All the friends in it, all the amazing people that I've met. And most of my posts say that this is my equal family because you guys are my family. And a lot of my, like I said, my parents are in Colorado. My brothers are in Houston. I don't get to see them a lot. So I see you guys more than my family. And you guys are my family. So 
That's my condensed version. Anybody that would like to know anything more, please let me know because I'll be more than happy to tell you some of the rougher parts. I'll save it, but I'll be more than happy to share the whole life. Water here at me. Water Moreno from Bryan College Station. Uh, got in it. I got a joint team red, white, and brown thing. Actually, I don't even know. Like three and a half years ago, something around there, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I got in. I had back surgery, and I read that rucking was something that you do that, that you, you can exercise and still not really injure your back. But uh, never was rucking. Even after I joined, uh, <laughs> I just read about it. I never went out to go do it, but then uh, we got they started team sports over there with softball, kickball, and that type of stuff. That's cool. Uh, Chris asked me to uh, to volunteer to take those over, which I agreed. I uh, went from there, then I went to athletic director, but uh, still kind of dabbled in doing everything socials. Community service, uh, community service type deal things. I had a lot of time on my side, type of the type of stuff that I really enjoyed doing. Uh, instead of gathering people together to go out and drink and party and stuff like that, I was gathering people together to do stuff in our community. Uh, I always felt like just telling, just going to a veteran and saying, "Hey, thank you for your service," was like a bunch of bullshit to me. Like I, I wanted to do more, you know. Uh, so this was perfect. Uh, from there, I went to uh, chapter captain and then. I uh, was chosen for the Eagle Leadership Fellow in 2018 uh, to this year, where now I'm the Central Region uh, Chapter Captain uh, and get to work closely with uh, Mike Greenwood and Chris and some of the elves from this year, uh, which this is, this is this is my why, like this is what I like to do, like being around, being around y'all, learning from y'all, uh, trying to help y'all engage veterans. Uh, in the community, and I mean, this this is why I like to do. Like, this is the type of stuff uh, working out together. Like, my, my friends are like, no, that's not what they want to do. They don't want to work out. They don't want to run. They don't want to do anything. They want to go drink or, I mean, playing golf. It's you know, I don't, I don't mind doing. But uh, <clears throat> but this is this is what I this is what I like to do. This is my why. Like, y'all are my why. Y'all are my family. Uh, my family away from home. I got kids. Y'all are my adult interaction because. <laughs> <laughs> Because at home I've got my kids, I drop them off at school, uh, then I go to class, and then I pick them up from school. So they are uh, Team Harden, RWB is my adult interaction. So this is my wife. Well, then you're in trouble. Let's start up at the front. Um, I'm Dave Carrasco, did 20 years of service in the Army, and um, I'm glad to be here. I learned early on um, you surround yourself with some good leadership and go out there and go do some good things. So um, I'm, my why is because I've been blessed with some great opportunities. Um, early on, I was selected to go out to Fuda, Colorado with about 15 or 16 other veterans. We went out there and I met these three guys, and they definitely had a great impact on me. And it's the Mike, the Dustin, and Pat. So these guys are out there. And so I, I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do. So um, two sons, uh, one's uh, currently serving active duty at Fort Hood, and I have another one that's a senior. He's a, a Cat Scout, um, and he's, um, he's we're almost there getting ready. <laughs> uh, but the opportunities, um, I feel it's this point in my time where my kids are out of the house, it's just me and my wife, 
and I can go out there and um, and share, you know, my opportunities. Um, so mountain biking is sort of my thing, where I can take a veteran off the couch, get him on a bike, and then just talk to him. And the next thing you know, he's like, yeah, I love this. I where I sign up. So to me, it's it's passing it on the opportunities that I've been blessed with, and um, and it just keeps going. Um, Cherry on top was I was selected for uh, Team 43 to go ride with um, George W. Bush, and I just I'm just kind of floored with that. So um, there's 16 of us that went to Fruta, and three of us actually made the cut. So there's three of us that are uh, going out there from the previous group. So uh, we're always chatting and everything, and just grow my community. Um, and you know, I too went through a transition. You know, out there from the military into the civilian world. Um, chasing the money, you know, you, you do that for a while, but then all of a sudden you start getting beat down, saying, hey, this is not what I want to do. So um, I feel I'm in a great place with this great group that I'm in, and it just keeps on getting better. Okay. Um, to talk to you. Back. I'm Lonnie. I usually have my name right here on the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's because when you pass me, you can encourage me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no Lonnie. But uh, I've spent 22 years after duty, this is definitely a short version, believe it or not. And then uh, for the last 20 years, my 20th year, I've been teaching uh, or in charge of or working with. I've run operations for JRTCs for Dallas. So I've got a lot of little ones that I knew when I got on board with this, they were 14 years old. And then four years later, they're graduated and off to the service do their time and then they come back and I'm still there. <laughs> and I realize that I'm a big reason why they went. I'm also part of why they came back. And, uh, and then I also see the battles that they're having. And I see that they're, uh, they begin to want to be Facebook friends and this kind of thing. And I see the shape that they're getting in. The motivation is really low. Depression is starting to pop up with different things. So this is one of the reasons for my why it's uh, I feel responsible. And that I don't think it would have joined them if it hadn't happened in their life. And then, so they went and did this thing, whatever they had to go through, and now they're back. And I still feel responsible. Let me see if I can move them on. So there's a lot of guys, you go to the meetings and you'll see cadets, or my last cadets, and they're veterans now, and uh, that's a big deal for me for doing that. And, uh, I was already starting to do things like a white rock wave, wearing an eagle shirt, getting people out and this kind of stuff. And Kathy kept seeing my post and said, why don't you make it a regular thing? And it kind of was a regular thing already. But so she got me, she pulled me in and Paul came out and started supporting me there. Joe came out, Karen came out and you guys became, became the, the concrete that set the foundation, you know. So I appreciate you, Chris, everybody here. And thanks for being a fan. I'm a Karen Vino, Joe's uh, wife, and I think we joined four years ago. Somebody asked us today, and I yeah. think we figured it was four years. Um, so, like, I joined because, you know, he joined, and <laughs> we were doing stuff together. Uh, we were already running in that before that. Um, but, you know, besides him being in the military, our oldest was a firefighter in the Air Force, and then our middle one is still... Um, in the Air Force, and he's in Florida uh, as a paramedic. So, and then I have a you know history of relatives. Uh, my 
dad was in Vietnam and my grandfather was in World War II. Um, and he was actually Army Air Corps, so technically Air Force then later, uh, <laughs> retro. Um, but yeah, I have family and military all the, all the way back. So uh, it's just something that's important in our family. And then as far as getting active in leadership, uh, I've been my daughter, our youngest uh, Girl Scout leader for the entire 12 years that they were in school. And, uh, and then they all graduated. So <laughs> lost my troop because they all went off. So it's been uh, good to be involved in another group uh, like that too. And leadership wise, I, I pretty much am a sub uh, for when other people can't do their, do their own events. Really short story, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be brief as well. My problem wasn't with transition from the military, as a particular Navy vet. It was more of an empty nest. And we were very active when our sons were in school. And after that, it seemed like we just put ourselves into work. And uh, after a while, we started seeing we were working all the time. Our health was starting to deteriorate. We weren't active physically. And uh, so we tried to change from that. We see guys at runs, uh, we do two or three, five Ks a year, and we see the guys in RWB shirts. And uh, so we signed up for Countdown in 2018 and uh, went down there and met Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I picked up her stuff, talked to Joe, and went on to Cheryl. I said, This is a great group, same life, we got them going. And uh, after a few months, we started attending. Then we met Kathy. And uh, so after that, you know, we found our purpose. We really enjoyed the group, the camaraderie, uh, the encouragement we get from the group. I've done things in the last year that I never thought I would do. And uh, just want to pass that on, you know, pay it forward. So thank you, Kathy. One of those things soldier fit this morning. <laughs> I think that was a first for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, thanks for whoever came up with that. You're welcome. Didn't say your name or anything. My name is Cheryl Wakeman. I'm the social director for the DFW chapter. Um, I pretty much joined because he wanted to join. I'm a civilian. <laughs> But the reason I stayed is because I really enjoyed the group and the family and the camaraderie. And we met Kathy, and she asked us to sub for her a couple of times because of conflicts that she had with some of her events. And so she onboarded us as leaders. And then I think we became directors in maybe October, November of last year um, because the spots were empty. And we said, well, hey, if you need someone, we'll do it. And we've just really enjoyed getting to know people. and doing things that, like you say, we never would have done. We had a team member call us up and say, hey, we're going to do the tower climate reunion. Y'all want to come do it with us? And we're like, we don't know what that is. <laughs> but we went and did it and we had fun. So, you know, it's not something I ever would have thought of doing before. But I have a lot of veterans in my family too, so a group that supports veterans was really important to me. Cool. I'm Joe Mino. I'm the uh, athletic director for Gonna have two years like that. Um, I joined RWB over four years ago for the t-shirt. 
It's a free T-shirt. All right. Um, actually, my actual first event was with RWB in New York City when I ran the marathon, and I uh, I didn't really do anything with Dallas till I think uh, I did like made two run of one. So I did one run of one, and I didn't do anything for a year, and went back to another run. And then um, I think that's when you had taken over, and I said, I was telling my wife, I go, you know, I need to, I need to get involved. I didn't know why I wanted to get involved. I just know I needed to. Um, so we, so I started um, posting about we're going to go run at White Rock. You know, just if anyone wants to go, because we're going to, we're training for a half marathon. And then um, Paul immediately sends a message, hey, you want to become leadership? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was just me and her, you know, that, that did it. And then eventually, like Lonnie and Diane uh, showed up. And, uh, Doug. Then Doug. And then next thing you know, um, there were like 10 people. And I was like, and then Paul, like, it's like he knew, he <laughs> sent me a message. He goes, hey, you, you need to be in leadership. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Again. And then, um, and then I, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I, um, a lot of people know that I'm a police officer. So I really haven't stopped serving. Right, so my transition was when I retire, right? So I'm getting ready. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm putting the pieces in place so I can just keep on trucking, right? Um, but I, I did, uh, they wanted me, or they asked me if I wanted to be an athletic director. I'm like, well, that seems like a lot more uh, responsibility. <laughs> but um, I had went to uh, the training, uh, the trail running camp. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become part of the, so I joined for the shirt, right? I um, um, stayed because of the friendships so and I became a leader because I do believe in this mission. The El Paso train? The, yeah. The one that turned into a hiking camp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some, the trail running camp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Doug Stryker. I'm a civilian. Uh, my dad was an Army vet in the Ordnance Corps. Um, I was in ROTC in college, and I was kind of on a, on a path to get into the Army myself, um, but I made the decision to get married, we had babies right away, and I kind of just veered off into supporting my family, so I, I wound up not going into the military. So um, raised three daughters, they are all out of the nest and married now, so that's done. Um, successful, they've all got a good head on their shoulders, so I, I, I finished that part. Um, in 2017, um, I weighed 210 pounds, and I was fed up with myself. I didn't know what to do. Um, I had gained and lost weight before through walking, and I was like, okay, well, I, I need to get out and start walking again. And my nephew um, had been posting about this thing he was doing called Go Rock. And I'm like, well, that's just walking with a backpack. I can do that. And so I started doing that, and then I learned about Go Rock events, and I was like, okay, well, I need to start getting ready for that. So I started training. and. I signed up for um, a 9-11 uh, light, that was the first event. So I was training all summer long, trying to get ready for that. And um, during that event, I met Lonnie and Diane, and that was really cool. I met a lot of really cool people, but y'all kind of stood out to me. And um, I can't remember if it was during the event or after the event, but you had invited me to come out, I think, to the White Rock Lake thing. Um, and so that's where I met Joe and everybody else, and. Um, I brought my ruck because I was. That's what I do. I, I don't run. I hate running. I like to ruck. 
So I was out there doing that. And so that's when I learned about RWB. Um, and one of the things that, that struck me um, is the way that GORUCK and RWB kind of are like a Venn diagram of it's not about you, you know, about giving to others. And that's one of the things I learned in the event is that if you don't get in your own head, if you look for other people where you can help them, it makes things suck less for you. And that, that, that type of a mindset really works well in life if you go about your life looking for ways to help others. And that's one of the things that really struck me about RWB. And that's why I wanted to get involved with it. Um, because I didn't get to serve in the military. I wanted to support those who did. And this is a good way for me to do that. And um, I wound up um, leading uh, uh, DFW Rucking Crew. And so we do a lot of events with RWP. And so that, that allows me to create some structure that, that I can encourage people to come out and hopefully I can you know, impact veterans uh, in a positive way that way. Back or front? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna set up because so I can see everybody. Uh, I'm Mike Stewart. I'm the uh, uh, leader for the Plano Group. I've been at RWB for probably I don't know seven or eight months. Probably not quite a whole year. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm gonna say. I think I was gonna say this whole time. Or <laughs> similar to what Chris was saying. Um, I spent 20 years uh, in the Air Force as an air crew member. My last 10 years were in Air Force Special Operations. Uh, I got out after 20 years. I was crushing it in the civilian world. Everything was going great. Uh, then on the anniversary of uh, anyway, um, at that point, I broke down, hit rock bottom, things fell apart. Uh, so several years went by, uh, I couldn't deal with, uh, I didn't fit in the military, didn't fit in the same thing. Uh, so part of my healing was I needed to uh, find something to, to do. And once I brought myself back out of the dark side, um, I realized that I can be healed by helping others. And that's kind of how I got here. Shared my story a number of times over, but um, like it's still like it may not seem like it, but there's still parts that are like painful for me to to talk about. You know what I mean? So um, and it's taken me a long time to be okay with that too. You know? Um, so so yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing again. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm Aaron Rollins. I'm out of um, Waco. Uh, it's been several months since I joined. I'm still pretty new. And I saw the RWB shirt on a video featuring Matt Best. And it was the memorial video that really hit me hard because there were close friends that I lost overseas. And seeing his memorial video where the guy's at the barbecue and then he's not. And they're driving in the truck and then he's not. And then he shows up to the grave, and he's not there either. That really, that really hit hard for me. And so I needed an organization where I could meet up with other people that had been through something similar, not necessarily the same thing. And I was volunteering at the Marine Corps League, at Veterans One Stop in Waco, and 
being a part of all that. And I thought that, you know, there's nothing like that here in Waco that's like RWB. So why not ride, get on the train, give me that same shirt, and uh, jump in on that. And so I made the move. And the next thing I know, I'm getting emails. You need this, you need this, you need this, you need this. And here's your account. And you've got this app going. And, and uh, yeah, everything was dumped on me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, i got to be at meetings. i got to, whoo, all right. So I uh, post all these videos, take pictures. you got to have evidence. So I, I, I did all that work. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did all that work. And um, then Chris you know, contacts me. It's like, hey, we're going to be coming through your area. really want you to come to this summit. And... The whole reason I'm here today is that, you know, the, the crowd that I'm drawing in in Waco is kind of small. Um, mm -hmm. Even though there's a large military population, veteran population in Waco that could benefit from this, there's so many options for them to pursue. So it, it's either I, I take from those other places or I, I tap on people that have multiple uh, obligations. And so it's hard to really get a dedicated, regular crew. And so with all this experience here in the room today, I'm hoping to uh, get some fresh ideas and some fresh tactics on how I can make this thing in Waco actually take off. Uh, we're still pretty new, so the, uh, the idea is that to make things a little more exciting, maybe a little more meaningful, and maybe a little more appealing to those that you know don't want to get off the couch, or maybe they just want to go to the Veterans One Stop and get a free lunch, or they don't want to go to Cameron Park and hike, maybe they want to get on the river, whatever. The idea is that um, you know the ideas flow, and I can take some of that with me to implement in the Waco region. Um, David Waller, uh, you're welcome, Soldier Fit, this morning. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, it's actually Dan McCall, right? But, but him and I are the only two that, that really get together at Soldier Fit. Every Saturday, uh, he was going to miss this morning. So you're so. used to it then. Oh, that's everything. I mean, yeah, that's why she was on the sled, making me pour. Yeah, so that's kind of our Saturday morning exercise. Um, so I got in touch with Kathy with Monday or something like that. I was like, hey, you know, if there's nowhere to go, we've already kind of greased the wheels here. So um, you're welcome. So uh, I'm brand new to Team RWB. Really about a year or so, maybe, I, was, I joined the team literally through Facebook. Um, I served active duty eight years Navy, air crew. I was an in-flight technician on EP3s. I spent four years in Rota, Spain. So my Navy and military experience was not difficult. <laughs> lived in Spain, deployed to Greece, and Bahrain. So a lot of beaches all the time, right? So it was a great time, great experience. Um, I got out after eight years. Uh, joined on with L, with L3 Technologies. I lived in Waco for a year there. Um, then I moved up here to Dallas to spend a year and a half in Abu Dhabi working on the YouTube program Come back. for the Air Force. No, that's good. Thank you. Uh, I had my feel of Waco. I appreciate it. Um, and then I went, I came back to Dallas in Greenville, Texas and worked on the Ribbit Joint Program, Air Force Recon. And then I went out to the field for Project Liberty. Senior engineer, I was a team lead uh, contractor, spent a year and a half in Kendall as a civilian chasing money, right? Um, I gave that career up for my family, uh, moved back home, which is all oil and gas, and if you don't <laughs> speak redneck and wear camouflage around, you're not part of the game, right? Um, so I didn't fit in there, even my hometown. I mean, I have a lot of shared experience with not knowing where I fit into the culture now in America, into society. <clears throat> I'm a nerd. 
I'm actually got three college degrees. I'm going to school right now for my master's degree at Texas A&M. So I work for Nikon. I'm an engineer. Um, why I joined Team RWB, uh, I like to say I do. And I kind of got out of shape. I was about 210, which is kind of heavy for me, but, you know, I like to be around 185. <clears throat> um, I got in touch with Kathy. I was in uh, Corvallis, Oregon, working for Hewlett Packard. We had a project there. And I wanted to kind of get involved, and it's beautiful up there, so there's lots of hiking. Their team's not very active, though, so that was frustrating. But I did meet them, and, you know, we kind of got together, had some socials, coffee. We didn't actually exercise. We just <laughs> so, um, but that was fun. Uh, since I've been back here in Dallas, it was really finding a group, finding something that I want to do. <clears throat> um, Like-minded military members are what I look for because we're all crazy. And, and we, we understand each other's crazy, oh, right, yeah. on a level. And we uh, yeah, tolerate yeah. that. Yes, <laughs> civilians, for the most part, just don't get our sense of humor. They don't get the way we think. They, don't, they, they just kind of look at us like, really? Okay, so anyway, so I joined the team to find that family because I don't find myself, um, I don't drink. I don't, I don't go out and drink. I don't go out and do anything. I've got a couple of kids, a couple of boys. Um, so I stay focused on that, and I focus on my career and uh, in college. So, uh, team member, um, just trying to get more involved. Uh, I miss a lot of the community service that I did in the military. I was a Defy Drug Education for Youth uh, Camp leader while I was on active duty for shore duty. Um, so I gave a lot to the community, did a lot of volunteering while I was on active duty on shore duty. So um, I miss that. I miss that as well, giving back to the community. And... Just being around people that are like-minded, focused, driven, um, motivating each other. That's a big thing for me. Um, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. I think I'm here today because Dan's not. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he kind of was like, hurt. You know, here's an invitation to this conference. So, you know, why don't you go sit in? Okay, great. So I'm here just to kind of really see what the leadership part of Team RWB is about because it's definitely something that, that I'm interested in doing for that, that, that camaraderie, for that being able to motivate people and organize people in a way that uh, is positive, right? So that, that's very, very important to me to find to find something. And, and, and just from what I've been involved with so far, uh, I think I call Kathy on a regular basis sometimes, like, hey, what's up? You know, just, kind of, you know, just to kind of touch base and, you know, trying to, trying to reach out and, and, and build relationships with people that I... That, um, that that kind of think like me. So that's that's my why. Um, I'm active. I like to work out and I push hard. I mean, I, I try to push to failure every day. Um, I struggle a lot. Um, addiction. I struggle with addiction. Um, God's blessed me with uh, both the good side and the bad side. So either I'm addicted to something horrible or I'm addicted to something good, right? And I go all the way, right? I go, I give it all the way. So um, this for me is becoming more and more so that addiction. I hit rock bottom about two years ago. Um, I lost everything in Harvey, so my hometown is, is now getting flooded again. Um, I lost everything in 2017 when, when Harvey came through, and that devastated me, absolutely devastated me. That's my life's work. I mean, everything, everything was gone. So uh, I moved up here about a year and a half ago, working for Nikon, working TI as an engineer. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, I'm just a 
good old redneck American, you know, <laughs> trying to build some relationships and, and, and become part of something that, that really means something to, to, to help people, you know. I think you're right. You giving back is probably the best medicine. So. All right. Thanks. I, I work at the I also support. Oh, do you really? <laughs> Which one? RFAB? No, uh, the main campus. Okay, Fab? Yeah, I'm an RFAB. Right. Yeah. I did not know that. Awesome. Cool. That's all I'm here. My name is Dean uh, Matter. I'm Brian College Station Chapter. I'm the uh, social director down there. Um, my why, I'll try to keep this really short. It's kind of a long story, though. Um, I had a really rough transition getting out of the court. Um, as I was separating, I was also going through a divorce, going through a custody battle. Uh, and it was, it was just a really bad situation for me. Um, for about three to four years, I was in and out of uh, battling depression and anxiety. Um, I was never on the medications that the VA gave me. So it was just really rough time. I was just trying to kind of uh, get through it on my own. Uh, last year, I had a pretty, pretty rough time. Um, uh, the veteran that I served with had committed suicide, and it just kind of drove me deeper. Um, and I, was, I had a breaking point. Um, luckily, RWB was there, and I had a good friend of mine. Um, she drove, actually drove to my work. Drove me up the temple, and you know, I got the help that I needed. And um, it's since then, I've been back on the medication. I'm seeing a counselor right really. Um, kind of team RWB that I can I reach out to my friends in RWB, and I, I have people that understand me. It's been a good year this year. I just got custody of my children. Yeah. Things are going great. So, uh, my name is Paul Carter. I'm the deputy chapter captain uh, working with Kathy. Uh, Dallas is a sizable area, so we decided we needed uh, two chapter captains essentially to keep up with everything. Um, my why is a little odd, I guess. Um, those of you that are Facebook friends, basically I have two different nonprofits that I work with, Team RVB, another one called Louisiana School. Uh, it's a, a statewide magnet school, basically, in Louisiana that my wife and I both attended. Um, I was a member of Team RWB, but at the time, uh, Baton Rouge flooded three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, the school had an event over the summer that where alumni come back and do things around the school, painting, building. And I uh, called some people at the school and said, you know, after Baton Rouge flooded, we have a lot of alumni there. And, uh, you know, we've just finished this event for at the school. Why don't we do something like that to help out the alumni? And uh, they said, well, it's kind of outside our charter, but why don't you start that program? Um, and so next weekend, I'm loading up my truck full of gloves and masks and all kinds of things that you think you'd need to help flooded houses get cleaned out. Um, and it was fairly horrifying. Um, we looked at a few alumni's houses, we picked, we had three that we could work on that weekend, and 
I picked the worst one, and it was someone who was basically a hoarder and had seven feet of water in their house. Jeez. Uh, they were not in a flood zone. So uh, these people told me their story while we were working in their house. They were both disabled. Um, they were the last family. They and their neighbors were the last families left. Um, they put, the neighbors put grandma on a little raft and they basically had to tread water for a mile and swim to survive. Um, lost everything. Um, but when I put out there that I was going to go down there, about 15 people showed up and said, I'll go with you. Um, and it was one of those where there was a lot where people wanted to do, but no one believed them. Um, and so that weekend, I learned that I really liked helping people and I liked leading them. So shortly thereafter is when the Dallas chapter essentially crashed and burned, um, and there was no leadership. So um, I stepped up alongside Kathy, and we said, you know, we'll do it. And uh, the next year, Harvey, I was... Uh, the, the downside to that was I broke my neck just over two years ago, almost died, and uh, in a bicycle crash. And uh, two months out of the neck brace, I was down in Harvey tearing down houses. Um, the lessons learned from the Baton Rouge flooding made it much more, I hate to say business-like, um, but we knew what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so we actually were much more effective. And so I still have this alumni network that may be going down next weekend. Um, I'm waiting to, to hear from some people that have family there. Um, I tried to join Team Rubicon uh, with that mission, had some, some bad experiences with a few people, and just decided it wasn't for me. So I stick with my own. But, but at that point, I, I knew that helping others in whatever way was missing from my life. And so that's what I did. Cool. <clears throat> Thank you guys for, for introducing yourselves and, and sharing uh, some of your why and your stories. Um, I guess a, a couple things that, that I want to hit on is that um, um, this is not like RWB doctrine or anything. This is just my thoughts on this. Is that um, um, I would not be a part of RWB if civilians could not be a part of it. Oh, I agree. One thing that I left out in my story is that um, why some of those other veteran organizations didn't work out is because you know I spent so much time away from my family. And you know, and even me and my wife showed up to one of the meetings of another organization. They're like, "Nope, she's she's got to go. You know, she can't. She's not a veteran." You know, and I was like, "I don't want to get involved in something to where you know, you know, she cannot be a part of too." Um, but I I found tremendous other value in in it too. Is that I think to truly connect to the community, you need to have you know, non-veterans as a part, part of the organizations, part of that equation. 
And it's super important too because, I mean, for example, Kathy's been leading this chapter for the last four, four years? Mm -hmm. I'm bad at math, so <laughs> around there, you know, plus or minus. Um, <clears throat> and as well as we have plenty of other chapter captains and leaders that are making a tremendous impact um, that are non-veterans, and, and that's super important. The other thing is that um, everybody has different stories, different whys on why they're here, you know, or a part of RWB. Um, no one is better than the other, you know. Maybe if you're here for the shirt, you know, that's totally cool too. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with it, you know what I mean? Whether your story has any kind of trauma or anything associated with it, that's that doesn't that doesn't make any difference, you know. Why you are here is still important because that's unique to you. So um, I want you guys to know that. So 